Beyond the, Beyond the Headlines. This is World Insight. The Belt and Road Forum for International Cooperation is a key event following up on vital commitments made at the opening ceremony by top national leaders attending the forum. The leaders of BRI partner countries released several initiatives, including the one on international trade and economic cooperation framework for digital economy and green development. Pragmatic, inclusive, and open. Many say that is the kind of atmosphere throughout the forum. Guests participating on the panel include the trade and foreign affairs ministers from Europe, Latin America, as well as business leaders from China's telecommunication and digital trade industries. They all shared insights on digitalization, e-commerce, and sustainability. It's paved way to different nations in all over the world, especially in East and West of Asia, connected to each other, and they could achieve the achievement of the other countries. And this makes the world most peaceful, most uh, more beautiful. Uh, so uh, we would, uh, I think uh, holding a forum like this also is uh, one step toward this goal. By June 2023, China had signed more than 230 BRI cooperation agreements with more than 150 countries and 30 international organizations across five continents, yielding both marquee projects as well as small yet impactful projects alike. The third Belt and Road Forum for International Cooperation. Many believe it is a great occasion to wrap up the achievements made over the past 10 years, and many at the forum are already telling me they are looking forward to the achievements of the next decade. An initiative that aspires to connect you and me from almost all corners of the world for common development and prosperity. I find out how much things have been changing thanks to the BRI by talking to common folks along the world interviewing heads of state and moderating panels at the third BRI Forum. Join us on World Insight with me, Tian Wei, this week as the BRI celebrates its 10th anniversary. As the Belt and Road Initiative over the past 10 years have efficiently achieved a lot of uh, wonderful results, we are going to conduct uh, this panel also in a very efficient way. Um, the topic is about the promotion of development of e-commerce and also green trade. Earlier, we have heard that at the opening ceremony, there are eight important proposals coming from China, and a lot of it touched on exactly what we're talking about today. And also, we heard that there is an important initiative, which is called the Initiative on International Trade and Economic Cooperation Framework for Digital Economy and Green Development, also touch on the topic that we are discussing for this panel today. So what we want to know is about on this platform of Belt and Road Initiative, what has been really achieved, you know, new um, examples, uh, case studies that could be inspiring for the next uh, years. Thank you. Thank you, moderator. I'm very happy to have this opportunity to share with you on trade connectivity. Actually, in the past decade since the proposition of BRI, we can see 
the rapid development of e-commerce around the world. So for high-quality trade connectivity for building an open world economy, e-commerce plays a very important role. I think it, in the final analysis, this is no big secret. We can provide better solutions in terms of efficiency, cost, and experience. In terms of cost, e-commerce has reduced lots of uh, distribution and trade links, so it can drive down costs for producers, and also in terms of efficiency through digital platform and technology through big data analytics. The merchants can learn about feedback of, fast, of customers faster so that they can respond more quickly in iteration of goods to get better sales results. Mm. Thank you very much. I think we have learned both, uh, I think mutually, that is being appreciated. Our two guests coming from Serbia and also from Chile, I am so happy to also let them speak uh, on uh, behalf of their own countries about the results over the past 10 years, and the aspirations they want to carry on, uh, both about e-commerce and also uh, green trade. If you could, Mr. Minister. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a great honor to be here today in Beijing in this uh, beautiful initiative, Road and Belt Initiative. Serbia has a long experience with this initiative. In the past 10 years, with our friends from People's Republic of China, we invested in a couple of different highways, in a speed rail, in a different bridges, roads, and now we are launching something totally new for Southern East Europe, and that's, we called it, Industrial Park. Serbia signed a free trade agreement with China, and yeah, it is a big, it's a big issue. We had a tough agenda, and uh, nowadays, actually, when we had confirmation in front of our parliament. Serbia will be the first country in Europe who will have a free trade agreement with China. For example, just allow me to give you one, one example. Nowadays, when we are exporting our wine in China, we have taxes 42%. In five years, we will have zero taxes when we are we, when we were, when we will exported our wine in China, so we will have European goods uh, uh, in China with tax zero, custom zero, and I think that's the good achievement. Why I'm telling you all this? Because this is not the start. This is not the beginning. This is just a new, uh, new direction in our uh, deep connection in and iron friendship, as we called it. Uh, we started with uh, our joint investment in uh, infrastructure projects. Together with our friends with China, we are investing nowadays with seven different highways in Serbia. And we had some tough period in uh, past decades, and we had a lack of that kind of investment, and now we are rebuilding our country together. If we don't have that kind of support, we won't have now all those uh, highways and speed rail. And I have to tell you that example. We built it together with our friends from China. 
the fastest railway in Southeast Europe. We connected the two biggest towns in Serbia with Belgrade, capital, and Novi Sad, the second biggest town, with uh, the fastest rail together. Th that's a huge achievement. That's a huge uh, memorial of our friendship. And I think that's the clear sign how we successed mm. together are. And as I understand, you're also signing to the initiative that we mentioned earlier, isn't it? This initiative on international trade and economic cooperation framework. Thank you. Thank for you for that question. Of course, the Republic of Serbia supports the initiative on international trade and economic cooperation framework for digital economy and green development of the People's Republic of China, streaming to an objective to enhance and additional international cooperation in the area of digital economy and green development, as well as the realization of the UN 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development. Thank you very much for that input. Thank you. And of course, what uh, Ms. Xu earlier from uh, uh, one of the leading companies on e-commerce could be of uh, inspiration mutually uh, for both sides, uh, since your, many of your customers also are Absolutely, absolutely. You know, um, we are uh, looking new new chances. I'm sorry, I'm, did Go I ahead. interrupt yes, someone? Please. I'm sorry, I will be short. Uh, for small economies, there's a huge chance to make big success. Mm. E-economy, e-trade, uh, we are working on that. When we try to boost our export to China, this is the, the big chance for economy and for Serbian companies. Thank you and sorry because I interrupted. Your economy is not small because every economy has an opportunity to be significant. Thank you very much for that kind words. But if you compare Serbia with 7 million people with China with billion and 400 million euro. Okay, thank you very much so because you're you smart. said that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> thank you very thank much. You very much. Let's go to Madam Minister coming from Chile. Hello. Yes. Also, yes. your thoughts on the reflection of 10 years, of course, with a yes. focus on the three topics we mentioned. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for inviting me to this panel. It's a pleasure for me to be here and to share some thoughts on, on this issue. Well, connectivity, uh, trade connectivity, many, many years ago, it was about building infrastructure, physics infrastructure. After the pandemic, and I think one of the good things that leave us, is that um, it accelerated the digitalization and electronic commerce in general. And, um, and then it pushes company to adapt their business model uh, to this new reality. In Chile, for example, uh, the, this, uh, the pandemic increases um, the population that have access to bank account to 87% of the population uh, over 15 years old. So increases access uh, and the possibility uh, to have e-commerce. And that's one of the things uh, we need to improve uh, in general, access. Uh, and that means challenges for the state and for the private sector. Uh, for the state in, in terms of regulation, for example, in terms of safety, uh, and it, also in the case of Chile, the state uh, bank have uh, access for everyone to have a bank account. 
And so people can access, for example, to their transfers, uh, money transfers from the state in their accounts, and that makes everyone, everyone have a, a bank account. A second uh, thing that uh, is, uh, the state is uh, pushing is this proposal of uh, having a green state. So having a green state means digitalize all procedures, all uh, papers, uh, even our vaccination certificates are in, a, in, in one digital account for every citizen. So that's another way uh, we, can, uh, we can advance our societies uh, in this uh, digital economy, to have uh, digital accounts and digital papers. And in terms of trade, also we need to have uh, digital papers. Uh, and that means technology, new technologies. Uh, that means learning from others. So there are countries that have a better advance in technology in those sense. And free, free trade agreement with chapters in collaboration to share technology, to share uh, experiences of regulations for safety issue, to share access uh, of poly public policy to have a better access for the population uh, is something uh, w it works. It works. Collaboration works through those chapters in free trade agreement. We have seen that uh, Chile has uh, 33 free trade agreements signed with 65 economies has put a lot, for example, chapters on gender and trade. Um, and those chapters have made Chile and other countries uh, have data on gender gaps, for example. And that's something so simple, but it informs uh, the governments and it can improve policies. An initiative that aspires to connect you and me from almost all corners of the world for common development and prosperity. I find out how much things have been changing thanks to the BRI by talking to common folks along the world, interviewing heads of state and moderating panels at the third BRI forum. Join us on World Inside with me, Tian Wei, this week as the BRI celebrates its 10th anniversary. Beyond the, Beyond the Headlines, this is World Insight. As many of you may know, uh, Claudia, the um, Vice Minister of uh, Trade from Chile, actually has been serving uh, in the Ministry of Finance. So she's very uh, sensitive to the numbers uh, in terms of uh, making right policy and decisions based on right data. So digitalization certainly of great help in that regard. So Mr. Lee, just now you have learned our officials from Europe and Latin America of their country's development in digital economy. Because your company is engaged in the broadband communication sector, would you like to share with us on this issue? Uh, uh, 
I have been working in the telecommunication sector for more than 30 years. I think it was 1998 that I heard the concept of e-commerce for the first time. So you could see that in the past 30 years, e-commerce has gone through three stages. In the first stage, that is the e-commerce per se, and about 10 years ago, it was proposed that we could do e-trade. So e-commerce was upgraded into e-international trade, and now a new concept related to e-commerce is about digital economy. So from e-commerce to e-trade to e-economy, you could see e-commerce has uh, experienced uh, broad uh, transformations. We have new uh, business uh, patterns. It will serve as a new growth driver. And you could see that about 2.5 billion people in the world are still have no access to the Internet. It means that they have no access to e-commerce. So this is something that we people working in this sector that we could make our contribution. So we hope that we could do something to connect these 2.5 billion people to the uh, digital economy. Mr. Li, you once worked for a leading green energy company, so I want to ask you what are your current challenges and what kind of opportunities that you can bring to us in e-commerce? Thank you. My name is Li Xiande. I'm chairman of Jinko Solar. I'd like to say a few words about new energy, solar energy in the green development. You know that the world economy suffered a slowdown, but the solar industry actually is booming in recent years. It is because that Chinese solar businesses have made a lot of innovations so that they could be more competitive in the international market. In 2022, the newly installed capacity of solar accounted for 50% of the total installed capacity. So with greater storage capacity, I believe that the solar industry will become the major source of energy in the future. China has the largest base for solar equipment. We have advanced technologies, complete industrial chain, so that we could provide about 80% of the solar products. Jinko Solar, our total export last year exceeded $50 billion. So we are a leading solar energy company in the world. We have provided products to more than 190 countries. So with total capacity of 190 gigawatts. So that's our contribution to green development in the world. In the past decade, and we have encountered many challenges, tariff barriers, trade protection, as well as other challenges in deglobalization. Chinese companies are open-minded, supported by the Chinese government, financial institutions. We have actually transformed ourselves from production sales to innovation. In Malaysia, Vietnam, we have established our integrated basis. 
we are actually providing technologies and uh, talents. We help uh, local people find the jobs, and uh, we also help our businesses develop in local communities. So we have uh, about 10,000 employees overseas. At the same time, in Argentina, Mexico, and some Middle Eastern countries, we are also investing in solar plants there. And uh, in 2020, uh, we worked uh, together with EIF of France in Abu Dhabi solar power project with more than two gigawatts. So it's not only a large plant, but also uh, with the lowest cost for electricity, about 1.35 cents for each kilowatt. So it's not only very clean, but also very economical. So in the future, we are working uh, with other companies. So I believe that under the current circumstances, we need to work with other companies and to have a sustainable development of the whole industry. May want to also touch on the green development, uh, of, especially in terms of trade in your country, and how maybe the interaction can be inspired as a result of today's communication. This is a very important question because you, you can't have a sustainable development, you can't have sustainable society, and we are living now in, in a global community if you are not investing in a green energy. This kind of investment wasn't in focus in the past decades, but several years ago we started to invest in several different uh, industries, perspectives. First of all, it's uh, of course solar, solar energy. Then it's wastewater facilities. That is very important, of course. And we started with different institutions, with different companies. Uh, some of them are from EU, some of them are from different countries from Europe, for example, France, Italy, Germany. Yeah. But again, our main partner in this kind of investment is uh, China. With uh, one Chinese very good, very big company named CCCC, we are investing in uh, more than 70 municipalities in wastewater facilities and in canalization infrastructure. We would like to leave. Uh, we like to leave for our future, for our kids, for tomorrow, the clean land. That is one of the focus uh, of the government, and uh, that should be the in focus in every government who are thinking about the future. Right. Because it's not just that you have to have economy nowadays. You have to think. In the future. There are several things that uh, could be done uh, to improve this green uh, e-commerce, green trade, green international trade. First of all, consumers um, are very concerned about uh, how, uh, how goods are made. So information about the process uh, of how they are producing the goods in all the world uh, it's an important thing to improve. Um, consumers are more uh, are more exigentes, are more concerned. They want to know more. 
so that's one thing. Secondly, uh, there are a lot of uh, things to do with the packaging of the things uh, that we trade. Companies could improve their packaging so they, consumers can recycle uh, their products and, and in, in the countries. Uh, Indeed. And third, um, there are issues about uh, in, the, in the financial market as well that you can, uh, we can, we are using, for example, in Chile, green bonds. Uh, so uh, the state have uh, an, an income that comes from green bonds that can finance specific projects uh, uh, of green economy. And thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. I know time is very limited, but you have been miraculously bringing out the best part of your presentation. It's so wonderful. I'm sure we have future opportunities to communicate with one another. Once again, thank you so much. Thank you.